Welcome to the VRV Podcast, where we highlight different better-known businesses and nonprofits. All right, everybody, it's Justin Clark with the VRV Podcast, and I've got an amazing, amazing veteran coming on with us out of Atlanta, Georgia today. So, Amaris, the SES lady. Hi. <laughs> How's everybody? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. So please tell us a bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, my company, I have two. I have a, profit, a for-profit and a non-profit company. Um, for-profit is called Simply Chic Soirees. The non-profit is Bee's Closet. We are located right here in the metro Atlanta area. Um, and um, I'm an event planner and I do weddings, birthday parties, baby showers, you name it, have party, we'll travel. Yes, right on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're a veteran of the yes. Army, is it? Yes. Yeah, so how'd you get into that? Oh, man. <laughs> you you want to hear the greatest story of all. This is going to be it. great. So um, I went to college for a year, went to Valdosta State University. And um, I came home for the summer, and my dad got sick. So he's fine now. He's totally awesome. Um, but I had to come home and kind of help take care of him, and then... I decided I wasn't going to go back to school. And uh, uh, plus, I was broke. I have any money. So, <laughs> so I got a job at this place. I don't know if you guys have them up there, but it was called a $3 cafe. And it started out where everything was like $3. But when I started working there, it was not. So I digress. Um, <laughs> so I was working at $3 cafe. And there was like one shift that was freaking horrible. It's like a group of bikers that came in and they weren't really friendly. Mm. And um, there was a recruiter that was sitting a couple tables down from the section I was working. And I was on the patio. So, you know, it was kind of open and airy and you would think it would be a, you know, really lovely scene, but these guys just were not happy at all. I just don't know what was going on. (laughs) And um, I go over to take his order and he said, how are you doing? Do you like your job? And I said, why don't you deliver the next plate of wings I have to bring over to them and you tell me if I like my job. And he said, I'll do that. And I said, excuse me? And he said, yeah, I'll walk over there with you and I will deliver the next plate of wings you have to bring over to them. And I was like, oh, this I got to see. Yeah. So he goes to the window where the food is getting kind of pushed out from the kitchen. And he says, I'm going to take the next plate of wings over for this young lady. She's getting harassed. And he took the plate over and he I wasn't there, but I couldn't hear what he was saying, but he dropped the plate of wings off and he was talking to them. And then he went back to his table. So I walked over after he was done and he said that I said, are you guys okay? Do you need anything? And they apologized to me and they were really sweet afterward and left me this enormous tip. Really? Yeah. And so I walked over to the recruiter. His name is Daniel Mott and we are still Facebook friends. I had a really great recruiter. (laughs) Wow. And um, I said, what did you say? And he said, don't worry about that. But if you don't like this, you can leave right now. And I'll make sure that you never have to do this again. And I said, what are you getting at? Like I saw him, he he wasn't in BDUs, he was in dress greens at the time. Mm -hmm. He was in class A uniform. And I knew he was in the army, but you know, when you're 20, Two, 21, you don't know, and you've, a civilian, you don't know what the rank is, but he was a um, sergeant first class. 
And I was like, okay, um, you just want me to leave right now? And he said, leave right now. If you don't like this, leave right now. And I said, well, I can't leave, but I can meet you at your station. So I finished my shift, which was early. And I went right up the street where his recruiter's office was. And I took a test ASVAB, like a little practice. And I scored very well on it. And then he said, let's try, you know, let's take it a couple more times and get you up to where I think you would be great at. And um, I took the ASVAB mm -hmm. and I scored very well. And he said, so you got these three jobs I think would be awesome for you. So we can do, um, you know, wartime photography, you can do topography, or you can do opticianry. So I was like, okay, so wartime photography, that means I'm not going to have no weapon. I'm going to have a camera. <laughs> and shoot's going to mean a totally different thing for me. So, uh, and that, I ain't done that. Um, and then he said, you know, topography. And I was like, well, that's maps. Well, I have a horrible sense of direction, sir. <laughs> um, like, seriously, still to this day, I have a horrible sense of direction. Had I thought about it now, like with how GPSs and maps and everything have right. gone, I, I mean, my career could have went in a totally different direction. But I just didn't see it going anywhere at the time, mm -hmm. in 2020, which mm -hmm. leads into opticianry. I said, well, hell, I see, you know, eyeglass shops everywhere. Right. You know, after we finished talking about the job and I was like, well, I could do this. I, I think I could do that. Yeah, And so I signed up and um, I became an optician and did that for 12 years in the United States Army Reserves. And I, you know, flipped it and did it while I was, uh, you know, in the civilian side, too. You're you're seriously one of the very, very first veteran I think I've talked to that is actually engaged with the recruiters while going through the maps and all that and deciding your career based on what you could do on the outside. Everybody's just like, oh, I get to go shoot guns or, oh, I get to go yeah. you know, do whatever. And they're not thinking about their post-military career. Because right, it was like, I don't know what, you know, I, I was like, I don't want to go back to college. I don't like college. College sucks. I mean, parties are cool. Friends are cool. Dudes were definitely cool. <laughs> Books, not so much. I don't like the whole classroom scene. It wasn't for right. me. Right. And I was like, man, so the army is like college with no books. Seriously? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. But so I tell people like I did I tried doing the college thing and, mm -hmm. and fell out, then I went into the military, then I was like, I'm literally getting paid to go drink and party in a foreign country. Yeah, <laughs> like, teaching you how to do a job and where you would have to pay to go to college and then pay for training, like you're paying me to be here. I yeah. got it. I'm cool. I'm all with that. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. So, so how long... in... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask. So you flipped that and you and you started doing optometry work on the outside? Yes, I did. Did it for since, let's see. Well, I had to go. Um, I went and met up with, you know, my unit. So I was a holdover at my unit. And I met my first sergeant, um, who I was really close with until the end of his time. Um and it's actually how I met my husband, funny enough. Um, but I actually got some training in, some skill training in while I was um, at my unit because there was opticians there and they taught me a lot of stuff. And then I actually got moved up a rank and um, I knew it was something that I was going to be able to carry for a long time. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. 
Right on. And I gotta give a quick shout out to Jenna with Regal because yeah. she was the one we got connected to. But we were chatting before because she <laughs> she was talking about the BCGs. Yeah. And uh, sorry, bringing it back in your service a bit, no, but. No. Jenna so, is a very important part of my life. Yeah. And, and, and I did not like Jenna when I first met Jenna. Jenna. No, I'm just kidding. No, what did you say? <laughs> I said, welcome to the club, but no, Jen, right. me and Jenna always got along. But Jenna, this. no. She was my roommate in AIT. Really? Yes. So that's how we met. It's been over almost, God, it's almost been like 20 years. And Jenna was the worst, best roommate I've ever had in my life and I will say that if it weren't for Jenna I don't know where I would be as a person because her kids are everything to me yeah. she brought me you guys so that's cool but we we she's like better than a sister you know like I don't know where else would be I'll I'll tell you this story and she will laugh her ass off when she listens to this but she was annoying. Can, can we cuss? Because I don't want to be. Yeah, dude. Oh, it's it's was, totally yours. Yeah. She was annoying as fuck. <laughs> like, the most annoying ass roommate in the world. Uh. And I mean, every morning. Like, she was not a morning person, but when she was like up, she was up and noisy <laughs> as hell. And we were in a room with like four girls. Yeah. At bunk beds, we had our own bathroom, and she would take forever in the bathroom and piss the other girls off. And one day, because she almost got us in trouble for being late, I like just went off on her. Like I went slap the fuck off. Like I cussed her out. And yeah. she was like, You don't like me? And I was like, No, bitch, I don't like you. Y'all like, got us in trouble. I and 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 after going off on her like that, like I was, I was, I struggled in my run every single time for the PT test. And even after that, she still wouldn't leave me alone. And she's like, I will run with you on your PT test. And I'm like, what? And she's, she was a fast ass runner. Look, Jenna, she's, she got a pace. That girl yeah. got pace. Like it was no problem. Right. Um, and she said, I'll pace you. I'll pace you. And I'm like, you're kidding me. After I just, I like literally went off on her. Like I annihilated her in a room with like the two other girls, justifiably. And she still ran with me and made sure that I passed my PT test. Yeah. At that moment, I said, you're something special. Yeah. Because I don't know many people that would do that. Yeah. And we had an amazing 4th of July weekend. And ever since then, we have been stuck to the hip. I've known her kids since birth. There's nothing I won't do for her, even helping her get Regal Reflections off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That's my That's bitch. And <laughs> like, I don't know how else to put that. Like, yeah. complete and total important picture in my life. Our husbands are friends. Um, you know, they're, they look almost exactly alike. It's weird. Um, <laughs> that yeah, shout out to Regal Reflections and shout out to Jenna Ridenauer. Yeah, and girl, I love you. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. that's awesome. And then you guys live, I mean, how far away are you from each other? Like now? three hours away. That's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, military now, 
because military is a small world, you know. I don't know who else you on the outside, but it's like, I mean, there was one time I was down at Santa Monica Pier, and then here's one of the guys I went to boot with. I'm like, what? We're in like the pier was empty. Like this is crazy. You it you find we find each other in the craziest places. We went on a cruise, and we of course we found the only other veteran that was like at the bar when we were hanging, and now <laughs> we're like best of friends. Like we went on a cruise and got wasted. But you know you you build a bond, and even if you don't know people, you know them, and you go to basic or AIT, or you kind of go to a duty station, and then or you meet people that are in the service, and you automatically click. Yeah. It's weird. It's almost like, yeah, we don't know each other, but we're family, and if shit goes down, this is my room number. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Come find me, you know. Yeah, but, yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's way cool. So you did, so going back to the thing a bit, but mm -hmm. so you did the optometry thing a little bit, but how did you get into what you're doing now? Because it is a beast. Yeah. So um, I had a Christmas party with my unit back in 2004. And it, like I, I think I talked about it a little bit on a happy hour, but I'll, I'll talk about it again. Yeah. Um, we, um, it was my birthday weekend. It was storming and raining, um, had to go to drill. We had a, you know, class A inspection and um, I got in a car accident. So not only was I late for drill, I didn't have a car. It was my birthday weekend. I couldn't go out and get drunk because drill always happened the first mm -hmm. weekend of every month. And um, I was, it was just like a shit day. It was a shit day. And then I happened to be with my husband now, Forrest. And so we were kind of like on the low about our shit. And cause we showed up real late. People pretty much found out yes, yeah. messing around, you know? So I was, <laughs> I was like pissed off about everything. And instead of my unit doing the right thing and booking our drill hall, which is like just a fancy word for the cafeteria, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, and making sure that it was family friendly. They had us out in a garage bay where they housed a lot of the diesel trucks. Right. Um, just all different types. And then, so mind you, it's December, it's cold, it's raining. And they have to lift the garage bay doors to let the fumes out because there's kids and there's family members and things. And, you know, they have these old rickety picnic tables and they had... Um, the food on there, which was disgusting. And because the sternos were getting blown out because the garage bay doors were open, the food was cold. Mm. So I went up to my first sergeant and literally blacked out and was just like, this is stupid. I could have brought my mama here. This is ridiculous. Like y'all knew better. Y'all had a whole 365 days to plan this mess. And this is where we end up. And he's just sitting there looking at me like, mm -hmm, okay, keep talking. All right, I hear you. Yep. And before I realized it, like my hands is all all over the place. And I'm like, <laughs> they should be like back here, you know? And I'm and I said, okay, well, I just wanted to tell you that. And he said, Okay, Henry, that was my maiden name at the time. It's like yeah. you're gonna go ahead and uh plan our next family day for next uh Christmas and or the holiday season. And um I wanna plan um by next drill, which was like the weekend after um uh, New Year's, mm -hmm. and uh, if you don't have a plan, you're not signing in, you're not getting paid. And I was like, well, no, first sergeant, I come over here to volunteer for no damn party. I came over here to tell you that we should be doing better as a unit. And he said, no, you came over here to complain. 
So you should have a solution if you opened your mouth. Huh. And I said, well, shit. And he was <laughs> off. like, what am I going to tell him? No, I'm not going to do it. No, no, you're going to do it. And so I sat back and I just said to myself, well, I've never thrown a huge scale party before. So what do I do? Mm-hmm. And I, so I got to start with somewhere to throw it. And so going through the processes of getting all of the vendors and, you know, making sure that we had entertainment. And after I booked us a, a venue, we, you know, come December, same you know, same time of year, couldn't do nothing for my birthday, but I actually had a great time because we had it at the West and Peachtree Plaza downtown, which is um, housed in the same building as the Sundial. Um, we had um, 10,000 square foot ballroom donated to us by the Westin. Um, we had a five course meal. We had um, live bands. We had some raffles and some giveaways. And we had childcare. Wow. And after that, we've done an event. We did a, a May event, like a summer event. And we partnered with Kroger. So they gave us a $200 gift card for free. I just gave them a letterhead telling them what the money was for. And I bought sodas and burgers and hot dogs and chips and things. And I charged the unit and we got our own um, bank account. And the money that people gave us back went towards the big event next year. So all of the money just kind of recycled. And I did that from 2005 until IETS and... December of 2014, and that was my last holiday party. And wow. The unit, but I started um, Simply Chic Soirees in May of 2014, not even realizing that I had been event planning for so long, and I was the resident event planner for the unit. So if one of our soldiers got pregnant, we did a baby shower. If it was somebody's birthday, we made sure there was a cake ready and balloons, and you know, we put together um, money for a little gift or whatever. And I mean, it was just fun for me to be able to make make shit happen and I yeah. said for the rest of my life and I started my business in 2014 and I've been doing it ever since and I went um full-on entrepreneur I you know I got terminated from my job which is a whole nother situation which I get to laugh at now uh-huh. um and I went full-time with Simply Chic and we have been kicking ass and I love it so that is how I got started as an event planner by me opening my big <laughs> Well, it was kind of cool. I was thinking yeah. when you were saying this, you were basically doing, I mean, prepping yourself now, even though you, you know, obviously didn't really realize in the beginning, but you were doing this all on their time and money. So it was like yeah. OJT for you yeah. <laughs> when you got out. It was like, Henry, we need a Christmas tree. Go, go, go get a Christmas tree. And I'm like, okay, okay I'm going to go get a Christmas tree. Go to Kroger, show up in my uniform. Hey, do you mind donating a Christmas tree? Here you go. Nine foot tall, pre-lit Christmas tree. There you go. Take it. Really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas tree. Yeah, it was complete on the job training. That's why when I tell you know, brides and grooms and anybody throwing an event, like I've worked with the smallest budget in the world. I mean shit. I mean it. Like I worked on pennies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know. Oh, that's awesome. So what kind of events do you obviously do the wedding stuff, but what else what do you do? Anything. I do corporate events, birthday parties, baby showers, anniversaries. Anything, anybody, any party you want, I'll do it. I'm, I'm, I got asked to do a divorce party a couple of months back, but because of Corona, <laughs> this didn't happen. 
But you, you're paying for a party. I promise you, I'll make it happen. But yeah. we do everything, any kind of celebration, anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I see, like, when we're doing our VRV happy hours and we're talking to these different vendor business owners, it's like I could almost hear your your gears in your brain turn and be like, oh, I could use this for this or that Absolutely. for that. And, oh, my gosh. So Absolutely. you just got it going. <laughs> I think anybody, especially being a veteran-owned business, like, is it's essential for all of us to kind of stick together and just say, right. you know, there's a, there's a need for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's something that you can do. And everybody was telling what they did and they were showing us, like, they're showing me, like all of us were seeing like the crafts that they did. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I could use that. I could definitely do that. That's why I want to get like something from everybody. And just like when I get my office, just put veteran, let's have a whole area just dedicated like veteran owned goods. And yeah. 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 Well, no, it's cool. Cause not only I think, you know, with veteran businesses, from my experience, like they were the ones kind of with going back to starting the whole VRV. They're the ones that I was always able to rely on to showing up on time, putting their heart and soul into their work. And they're treating my people like, not like clients, but like actual people they truly cared about, not just a paycheck, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So it's it was extremely important to me. And, you know, obviously talking to you, I see the passion. Not everybody can see right now, but I can see the passion in your eyes for what you're Man. doing when you're talking about it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely incredible. So how, like, so you lost your job a bit, but how hard was that step totally going full on entrepreneur with your, with your business? Like where it's your main source of income, like I'm assuming, or one of it. So, okay. I had been, and I've been an optician and I'm still an optician. I still have my um, American board of optician recertification and I will keep that until my last breath. I always think that you know, that was a, a, a milestone for me. So mm-hmm. every, every time it's time to take the continuing education credits, I will be turning those in. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I lost, I had a mild freak out, you know, you're like, like what am I going to do? I'm so used to getting that paycheck every two yeah. weeks. Um, and I said, well, you know, I called my dad, who is probably one of the most frugal men in the world and I said dad I guess I can just go get me another job like there's a bunch of optical retailers near the house and he said why are you going to do that just go ahead and run your business full time you got this and I'm like you're telling me to do that <laughs> like you're you and Forrest my husband had just started a new job with Splunk which is a big data company and he okay. had not received his first paycheck yet like literally just got hired on and I get terminated. And the funny thing was, is that I had been at my job for about almost five years. October, uh, March 31st of this year would have been five years. And so the company I was working for lost their contract. Then a new company came in, took over the contract. And then, you know, the manager that didn't care for me too much. And that's a whole nother situation in itself. Mm-hmm. Get into that. Um, found a reason to terminate me. And I said, okay, we can, I can do this. And then Forrest is like, well, are you sure you don't want to just go get another job just for like 90 days to see what happens? Because I don't know what my paycheck is going to look like yet. And I was like, well, I'm going to go work somewhere for 90 days and then quit? What kind of dumb shit is that? You know, and he was like, okay, I think we will be all right. And then after he got his first paycheck, he's like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're fine. Go ahead. You know, mm-hmm. it's a mild freak out. And I had 
you know, a moment where I was like, can I do this? And it was probably the best decision other than joining the service. Cause I always tell people that was the best decision ever made in my life mm. um, to go full time and mm. not look back. And the, the decision I don't believe was ever mine. You know, I don't think that I had, I don't think I would have had the balls to quit my job. Yeah. And I'm not a religious person per se. I'm more of a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was God's way of saying, well, you're too stupid to quit. So I'm going to make sure you leave and you're not going to like it. And I'm going to make sure you don't get any unemployment because I feel like if you do, you're going to slack off. Yeah. So I have maintained and grabbed clients and have sustained a very comfortable lifestyle. Yeah. No employment, no PPP, no EIDL. We've been doing it with no help from the government. And I'm happy that those who are getting it great, but you know, damn, it's, you know, I mean, well, that speaks volumes, like, especially with what, like, I still see on your social media right now with everything going on with this whole Corona stuff, and you're killing it. Like, you're killing it. Because these women don't play. <laughs> these women are not playing around. I waited a whole two years for this man to propose to me, and we're getting married. Yeah. And they are not playing around. Yeah. They are yeah. not playing around. I have a wedding on the 15th. Mm -hmm. I have a wedding on the 30th and I've already done four. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not playing with these women. They're going through it. And the men, thank God, are, are, they still have their necks. And, <laughs> you know, I'm keeping in touch with them saying, Hey, how you doing? You good? Right, don't worry. You only got about another 30 days and then it's all mm -hmm. this is over, you know? So I'm very thankful and we're very blessed that we are still able to maintain. And I am, completely thrilled about the choices that were made for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. yeah it's been oh, great. That's awesome. Well, I like, seriously, I give it up to you because I'm not the most organized person whatsoever and planning. I'm, I'm a huge procrastinator. So I'm like your worst nightmare for a client. So yeah. for like you doing what you're doing with planning weddings. And this is like one of their, if not the most special day of their lifetimes, that's, really on you <laughs> like, yeah. it's for people trusting you for that is absolutely incredible i don't know how the heck you do it <laughs> like, i love love man like these type of events weddings are a physical manifestation of someone's feelings for another right you know what i'm saying like i'm telling the world i really like you <laughs> and I want to know it and I don't want to be with anybody else. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing to have two people tell the world and their family and their friends that this is the person I want to grow old with. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, you know, shit happens, but that was the plan in the beginning, you know? Right. And to be asked to say, hey, help me explain that is the biggest honor that I think people can bestow upon me. And I don't take that for granted, especially as a married woman that has planned her own wedding. D d dumb. Just <laughs> dumb. 
but I I can say that it was it's it's always a new thing. It's a new challenge. It's a new venue. It's a new caterer. It's a new DJ. It's a new experience. And no woman will ever have the same wants. You know what I'm saying? Like right, they right. have the same vision. But at the end of the day, their vision is, I want to look, and I'm just saying, because this is just reality, just me and you talking. Yeah. I want to be the best looking bitch in the room. And <laughs> everybody's going to look at me and they're going to say, that man is lucky. And he's going to be happy because he knows what the cake is going to taste like. He knows what I look like. And the party's going to be epic. Right. And I get to do this for a living. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, do you do you even get down to um like helping them with wedding dresses or is that okay. a whole different yeah? They hire me for planning, I'm like right by their side. So I'm with them at their dress fittings, at I make all of their appointments. Um, I'm with them at their appointments if requested. Um, I'm even with the groom sometimes. Um, I went with uh, my recent groom that's getting married on the 30th to his tux fitting. And that was a great experience because he was like, well, she had you at the dress. Why can't I bring you with me to tux? I'm like, absolutely, I'll come with you. Um, But just having that extra person there, like, does this sound crazy? And you have to tell them, no, you're, you're fine. There's no tradition. Like having someone as an expert, which I can say that I am, and just have somebody to bounce those ideas off of. Like, is this possible? Sure it is. Or, no, no, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's just to be able to be there for someone to, while they're making these decisions and spending, you know, a crap ton of money to make their day special is right. always just, like, an amazing thing. So, yeah, I'm there with them for everything. And I really like when they ask me to come for tastings. That's an amazing <laughs> yeah. Like, I clear my whole schedule for that. <laughs> oh, no, I don't need lunch. No, I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if I can pick the caterer for them. That's a that's a great day. Yeah. So what do you what do you look for? Like, if someone's planning a wedding, what's the ideal time frame in which they should get in touch with you? Oh, as soon as possible. Like, mm-hmm. Put the ring on the finger and call me, you know, yeah. <laughs> but um, you want uh, you want to give yourself like a good year. And now, I mean, listen, and nowadays, you know, with, you know, COVID, mm-hmm. um, you know, tomorrow's not promised. So if I understand that, you know, your time frame is your time frame. Um, but the best time to get in touch with a planner is as soon as you can. And as soon as you get a date together or some kind of idea. And if you're not sure, we help you with that. But the earlier, the better, because in that way we can get the best deals and the best prices and make sure that the venue you want with the swans and the lake and all kinds of shit like that, we make sure we get that for you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, have you come, speaking of, you know, kind of going on the themes of weddings, have you come across any of the the weird, like I'll see like Star Wars themed things, like the weird stuff. Have you had any kind of off the wall theme type weddings? It's been pretty tame when it comes to themes. But, you know, I know you did. I, it's coming. I know it. We want a Godzilla theme. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. But, um, yeah, like, no, like, pretty much women just, I just want the day to be beautiful. That's literally what they're asking me for. I haven't had um, anything particularly crazy asked of me um, when it comes to themes, but yeah, I mean, they, you know, these women are just like, okay, this is my budget. This is what I want to do. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we can do it. Or, mm, let's get 
else. <laughs> we can try, girl, but yeah, yeah. Well, well, kind of going off that, that leads me into our next little thing here because a lot. If these things are expensive, the wedding dresses are super expensive. And that's where your nonprofit's coming in a bit and that I'd love for you to hit yeah. on a little bit. Okay. So um, Bee's Closet is named after my mom. She passed in 2013. Mm -hmm. um, she loved to shop and her closet was pretty extensive. Um, I even like joked after she passed, like, Ma, you could have told me to come in here and pull these tags off of these dresses before dad came in and saw this stuff because I can't defend you now. <laughs> you know, she just would shop and just leave shit in the closet, the oh. tags on everything. Um, but Bee's Closet is a nonprofit where we take wedding dresses, formal gowns, cotillion gowns, any kind of formal wear for women and young ladies, and we get them cleaned and repaired if necessary, and we donate them to women with low income or in shelters, or running from domestic violence and starting their life over. Um, we try to help them, you know, get some normalcy in their everyday life. Yeah. So if I can help a young lady prom age get into a really pretty dress, it doesn't have to be the most expensive thing, where she can go and feel good about herself and have a good time at her prom or winter formal, or if a woman who just met the love of her life after leaving you know, really traumatic situation. Um, if I can help her feel beautiful, I want to do that. And yeah. we did that. And women are donating dresses left and right. And we take shoes and handbags and tiaras and all kinds of jewelry. And like I said, I found my prom dress from 1999, aging myself. I looked at that dress. I couldn't even get my left thigh in that thing. <laughs> I'm donating it. Um, and somebody... Some young lady is going to feel really good, you know, yeah. and that's what it's about. Just making people feel good, you know? Yeah. 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 I love well, it. I could have totally see my, this is my second marriage and my ex left her wedding dress and I straight threw that thing in the dumpster and everybody's oh looking my at my God. dumpster with all it. And I was like, yeah, I should have just donated. I didn't know. You know, I'm a guy. I'm like, yeah, I should have well, just donated. Tax deductible. You could have got some cash from that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, probably would have helped me out a little bit more mentally with it, too, but whatever. Um, <laughs> no, how long have you been doing this thing for? So the funny thing was I started Bee's Closet a couple of years after I started um, Simply Chic Soirees. Mm -hmm. And how it came about was I was, you know, I had a couple of clients like, well, I keep seeing these wedding dresses on sale. Like, and then like I go on marketplace because you got some lady there just, they just swear by Facebook marketplace, swear by it. Yeah. I'm going to get everything on there. And the women would sell their wedding dresses or attempt to sell their wedding dresses. And they'd just be sitting there for weeks and months on end. And I was like, well, there's got to be something that these women can do. So that they're able to get this dress off their hands and get the value that they want because, you know, I hate to say this, but it's just, it is what it is. Women don't want to buy a used wedding dress. Mm -hmm. They don't want to buy it. Mm -hmm. They'll wear their mothers or their aunts and they'll, you know, fix it up and zhuzh it up to something nice. 
But yeah. they're not going to buy something that someone has already worn. They don't know if it's been clean. They don't know if it's been had alterations because we all get alterations. You get a size 12 dress and it's still got the size 12 tag on it. And then you got it down to a 10 and they can't fit it. It's a lot going on with it. Yeah. So we, I said, there's, there's got to be a better way. And once I, you know, created Beast Closet and I worked with my accountant, um, my business accountant, who is amazing, Brandy, um, amazing, Brandy Popham, she's amazing, helped me get the um, the nonprofit off the ground. And here we are. We've collected. It'll be four wedding dresses going on five, mm. and we've got a lot of prom dresses. And I'm wanting to do. I wanted to do a first annual. Um, Bees Closet fundraiser, but COVID, you know, yeah. messed that up. Um, but the plan to, for the fundraiser was to refunnel that back into a glam day for girls getting ready for prom. So I was going to talk to a lot of my makeup artist friends because that's the industry I'm in and hairstylist friends and, um, you know, get some girls from a local shelter that are prom age that just want to look cute for their day. Yeah. And have a whole salon rented out and say these are the dresses take what you want and they would put them on and walk out the door yeah that's the plan and i love it it makes me feel so good to know that there are good people out there that are donating their wedding dresses and say hey look i don't need this anymore She's sitting in my closet and um yeah it feels feels great you know yeah. feels no great. no that's awesome especially because we're i got you know, proms are no joke, even for the high school kids. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, of course, she needs a new dress every year. And then one for, you know, the winter and the homecoming and this and that. But, yeah. no, there's so many dresses that are, are absolutely, like, like, well, like my daughter. She never used it. Like, she used the dress for, like, two to three hours. That's it. Nothing else. That's it. So it's, like, perfect condition. And now it's sitting in her closet. And she, she of course, can't wear that one for the following or three right. months later. Because so, somebody's seen her in. They've taken pictures. Yep. All over the internet, you know, her friends have seen it at prom. She's not gonna wear it again, you know. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's so, mm. Oh, that's a really, really good thing you're doing. I absolutely love it. We we kind of did a thing here, but it's more centered towards guys, where it was you know veterans that were you know putting the uniform off, and then they don't know how to dress when right. they're going. It was more centered around job interviews, but we almost did like a little fashion catwalk kind of thing with all the clothes that have been donated we got tons of people to donate yeah. and it was really fun kind of seeing that like them owning it where it's not has to be this crazy expensive name brand stuff right you know just get that get work. that confidence yeah yeah exactly. so it was good so right on so i definitely definitely need to be shouting out the bees closet there that's i love the name too that's Thank awesome you. i love hearing yeah. the name so that's super cool. Well, real quick, do you want to shout out your uh, social media pages of where people can go and look you up and donate and to book you? Yeah. So you can find us on pretty much all social media, Simply Chic Stories, except for, um, uh, I'm having a brain fart. Of course I would because Instagram. today's day. Instagram, SBS underscore lady. And then Bee's Closet um, is everywhere. Twitter, Instagram. I just followed you too. I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn, child. I'm trying to get everybody. Yeah. But all of all of we're found everywhere. Simply Chic Stories is everywhere. Uh, Bees Closet is everywhere you can. Are for Bees Closet if you want to email and find out more about how to donate. It's Bees Closet Donations at gmail.com. 
Um, and you can always reach us on our, our website because you can reach us, Bees Closet and Synthetic Stories, on scsforyoutube.com. Two is in the number two. Um, and we will go anywhere. I don't care where you are. I will go to California. I will go to Florida. I will go to New York. If you want a great wedding planning experience or a coordination, just give me a call, man. I'm not doing anything else but this business. How far away are you from St. Louis? I don't know. <laughs> How far is Georgia from St. Louis? <laughs> we say this because we got... So our first, um, I guess I'm announcing this kind of on this podcast as I do with Dan, but we're going to be having November 7th, our first VRV social at the Four Brothers Mead. And they're just south of St. Louis and Festus. But I'm like, because I was thinking, I was like, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? Oh, I need to call them ours. Um, but we might be way under your radar because ours is just a bunch of people just getting together is all. <laughs> You know what? It doesn't matter. Like I said, I started off with military events. I know y'all just get a little sheet cake, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going that far, but yeah. I, saying, like, I'll, I do anything. There's nothing too big or too small. And I started that, you know, in the business name. Like, I don't let anybody feel like we can't make something magical happen because right. you have a smaller budget. That's how we came up with the personalized wedding concierge service um, to help people find out, you know, their budget and what they want to do with their time. And it's not just for weddings, but it's for any event. So, you know, we make sure that you're within the ballpark of where you want to be for your event or your wedding so that you're not spinning your wheels or spending too much or thinking that your budget isn't enough, you know? So, you know, there's nothing that, I won't do for a great party. Right on. Party, man. <laughs> but, you know, life. <laughs> that is, side of it I want, but yeah. not all the stuff that comes in before it. Oh, yeah. It gets a little nuts. It gets nuts, man. But I love it. I love the excitement and the difference and the feeling that I give people, you know, to make sure they went well this past weekend and it was fantastic and... I couldn't, I just had to, I woke up at five o'clock in the morning, just giving thanks, man. Cause I could be at my old job with no windows, hating yeah. life now yeah. and things are so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you, then I could kick with you guys every Thursday and get drunk <laughs> after eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's freaking great. Like, and you're totally so full of life. I couldn't see you being in the cubicle type things whatsoever. Like you need to be out there. I did. I do. I am. I will not go back. I'd rather strip. I'm telling you. And not even like with zero rhythm. I'll be the comic relief before I go back to working in an office and doing a nine to five. I promise that. I promise <laughs> tickets to that shit show. I promise. Yeah. Well, with, with the way you're rolling, with the way I see, like, your events that are being put together, it doesn't look like... I mean, obviously, it's just pictures, which probably don't do anything justice, but it doesn't look like there's any detail that's missed. It looks absolutely incredible. I love seeing your work. So, Thank you. you're seriously an awesome person, especially thank with what you. you're doing at your nonprofit, Mars. Like, seriously, you're awesome. Well, Big thank you to Jenna for hooking us up. Cause yeah! Jenna, bitch, you did something right. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring you some Parrot Bay next week when I come down there. There we go. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So, I mean, do you got anything else to shout out at all or anything you need? Well, shout out VRV, man. You guys are doing amazing. And, you know, thanks for all you guys do and, and bringing people together. And, you know, I think what you guys are doing are completely, it's just a completely amazing thing. And to bring light to small business owners that are veteran-owned businesses is amazing. A lot of times people don't understand what it takes to build a business and then to be a veteran at the same time. It's, man, what an amazing thing. And people to be able to find people that are veterans just like them to help them with business. Like, that's my first choice that I look for. Yeah. Before anything else, I look for a veteran-owned business and to be able to have a whole network of people to, you know, um, get involved with for whatever. Mm-hmm. Amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. That means a lot. And I'll give you 20 bucks on Sunday. <laughs> I'll wait for <laughs> the mail. <laughs> well, I'm serious, though. That's an amazing thing. And I think that what you're doing is completely awesome. And I will, you know take a drink to you for that one that's oh amazing. thank you seriously that means so much and it's it's funny because i'll get businesses now that are like i don't i don't think we're able to put our business up on your list or like we're too small for you or something i'm like no 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 if i'm putting that off like no like right. this it does no i want the smaller people that's what we're built around like right. i don't go chasing the big names or even like sponsor wise i was like no my goal is getting the smaller better known businesses out there whatever we can do to help them out because we're a giant family so you never know there's always going to be someone who needs something from someone exactly. and why not get it from one of us exactly yep exactly that's why i do not have enemies that i know of yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways with that um seriously everybody that's listening go check out her stuff you're Please. seriously you're an amazing person so thank, thank you so much you. and tell the hubby i said hi i will and then will i'll maybe see you on that. thursday will, yeah you'll see me thursday definitely, <laughs> definitely. Right on. all right oh sorry what were you gonna say i was just saying you'll see me thursday i'll be here good good good, good. Yeah. all right And with that, thanks for coming on, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for supporting businesses listed on the VRB. You can find this business and other vetted businesses and nonprofits at veteransreferringveterans.com. The listings on the website have been personalized with product photos and direct contact information. Thank you again for your support.